were just committed to cheering and I was like I was starting to cry a little bit and I was like oh no don't cry don't cry don't cry um, but yeah oh it's so cool just as well walking to here people asking for photos for signed hats musettes bottles you know things like that so G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. We are back day three and it was an absolute ripping day with all the junior time trials happening for the men's and the women's. It's always cool seeing uh, you know the different time trialing tech that's available to all the riders, you know, like some of the riders from the smaller nations don't necessarily have the nicest equipment, the fastest equipment, you know, some are rolling with sort of cables, you know, on the outside of the frame, some are taped to the frame, and then you've got maybe some of the nations have a bit more cash behind, a bit more resources like Italy, for example, who have all the kit. They've got spare TT bikes, they've got spare wheels, they've got, you know, integrated cables, headsets, all that stuff. It's very interesting to see. And it's also cool to see, um, I guess, like I said in some of the stories on the Instagram um, at the Pressure and Podcast is, before the riders head up to the starting gate where they kick off their time trial, you know, they sit in that little booth, uh, in those little chairs, and they have a few moments to just sit there and just sort of absorb the pressure and the nerves. And it's really cool to watch uh, the junior category and see how they how the athletes sort of behave because this is the biggest sort of moment they've had in their careers. And, um, yeah, it's just fascinating to see how they all deal with it. Some look super nervous. Um, others are just in the zone, ready to rock and roll. Um, and then a few are also a little bit, you know, having a bit of fun with it as well and, and, and listening to the crowd. So it's really cool to see. And then, of course, once they get out on course, they absolutely smash it. So today I managed to get interviews with all the Australian women who were competing. And that, of course, was uh, Lucinda Stewart, Bronte Stewart, um, and Isabel Carnes, who managed to get a really good result, the national uh, under-19 champion, uh, who got a top 10. And then I also caught up with one of the Kiwi riders, Arabella Tuck, right after her race. And then I was really lucky to get one of three interviews in the mix zone with Zoe Baxted, who took home the Rainbow Bands and just added to a tally. You need a, you guess, well, I guess you need to look up Zoe if you don't and you haven't heard of her before. She has won almost everything in cycling across cyclocross uh the track the road she's just done it all and she's signed for ef uh the women's team um, next year and she's a force i mean really she should have been racing in the under 23 because she absolutely stomped it in the big ring up the climb and uh yeah little fun fact she actually had the first i mean her t1 her first time check which is at the top of the hill in the time trial course at that point, she was actually going faster than Ellen Van Dyke. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Yes, Ellen obviously had further to go, but it just gives you an indication of just how fast this young girl is. So anyway, legends, I hope you enjoy this collection of interviews right after the time trials from the riders. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Lucinda Stewart, she just finished her time trial, she just wants me to go away, <laughs> pretty melted, but uh, Lucinda, 21 minutes, it looks like you're sitting in second place, you get to go sit up on the podium I think, right? Yeah, no, um, it was really good experience being out there, legs felt good, um, I sort of died a bit in the last leg along the coast, but yeah, I'm um, yeah, pretty stoked to be sitting in the second in the hot seat, so yeah, it's a good feeling. 
How did you feel on the start ramp? Were you packing it? Um, I was pretty nervous, but I think my main goal was just to go out there and have fun um, and just learn heaps. Um, yeah, there wasn't really much external pressure to perform, which um, is always good. Yeah, yeah going into a race was good. Okay, and uh, Lucinda, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Um, I had my go-to porridge with banana and honey. That's good. That's what Oscar said too. He had the same thing. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty, pretty good race food. Okay. All right, and one more. Uh, are you racing the road race too? Yeah. You are? Okay. So, Lucy, racing the road race, um, what do you think about the course? Um, well, us girls, we have only four laps, so um, it's relatively short compared to what we're used to, so I think it's going to make for a pretty um, intense race, and I think um, I think the main goal is just to be to hang on up the hill with all the big guns like Zoe Bax said. Okay, actually, I just thought of one more question. Who do you look up to in the Australian setup? some of the older girls? Um, definitely Grace Brown. I think um, being at the same hotel, I think it's really, really valuable. We got to hear um, some tips from Plappy and Grace and Georgia last night, which was just awesome to hear. Yeah, they have just so much experience and knowledge. Um, and yeah, they're always open for a chat if we have any questions. Okay, so I'm here with uh, one of the representatives for New Zealand and Young 19 TT, Arabella yeah. Tuck. Now, Arabella's just finished. She's still breathing pretty heavily. Um, what was it like out there on the course? And uh, do you think you had a good effort? Yeah, it was super technical. It was like, I think my power data has been up and up, down the whole way. But yeah, I was, I was happy with how it went. And I was, yeah, it was what it was on the day, so. Yeah. Do you go there looking at your power, do you have a power meter on your bike? Yes, yes, okay. I watched that horror. <laughs> really? So yeah. did you have like a plan of, okay, first, you know, 10Ks, 5Ks, setting this power, then hit the climb, doing this power? Is it really like that or sort of split up a bit? No, it was pretty much just based on feel. So, I mean, I tried to get as much recovery as I could on the downhills and the sharp corners and then mm -hmm. just on whenever it was like a flat straight bit of course that you could lay down the pace you've got to take advantage mm. of that so yeah yeah it's just okay and your aero equipment looks pretty dialed the skin suit looks super quick you got the the full overshoes i'm sure your feet are just cooking in those <laughs> things <laughs> but uh do you pay a lot of attention to the aero yeah yeah it makes a huge difference so i mean new zealand provided me with all this kit so really grateful for that but yeah yeah definitely <laughs> what was it like getting the national kit Oh, it was awesome, yeah. It's like a Christmas, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge packet in the mail, so yeah, super happy. Did you get any, like, casual gear, any bags, anything like that? Um, no, just the cycling gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, you know, you get given phone cases and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, maybe it's a bit Maybe more. a bit over the top. <laughs> maybe, well, I don't know, World yeah. Championships. Yeah, true, true. Um, also, how was it when you are on the um, start ramp? Like, what were your nerves like? Oh, yeah, it was freaky. I mean, this is, the, <laughs> this is my first international event, so... Yeah, it was an experience. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but the crowd was awesome. You could like totally take energy from them, and yeah, yeah, great. There's nothing like competition, eh, for getting like the best power up. But you just seem to find another. I don't know. You, you just pull what's out of nowhere when you're in a competition, eh? Yeah, I mean it's all the adrenaline. Yeah. So yeah, the problem is sometimes you can just start off too hard. You get so much energy yeah, from the crowd. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Arabella, what do you think about the road race course? I was just speaking with Asinda earlier and she said, that, yeah, she said there's only four laps. So yeah. that means, I mean, what do you think? Is that just full noise from the gun? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's this one hill and we start near the back of New Zealand because it's like, I think the best country is like the highest ranked country stuff there. So you just got to try and make your, make your way to the front as fast as you can to get on the hill. Yeah. Right time. Okay, and last one, Arabella. Um, your warm up, considering that, it's going to have to be pretty hot, right? Yeah, half an hour of just a few efforts here and there. Oh. Yeah, so you're really hot as soon as you reach the start line. Yeah, yeah. And of course, there's no fans, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Arabella. Great to talk to you, New Zealand representative. We love New Zealand, uh, pretty close to Australia. So, um, yeah, it's good yeah. to have you here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. So, Bronte, you just finished. Um, yeah. How does it feel to be in the Aussie colours? Oh, it's it's pretty amazing. I was just telling the girls down there, like lining up on the start line and just putting the gloves on, putting the kit on, like just putting everything on. Like it's it's pretty amazing. Like. I just, you shouldn't take it for granted because like this is amazing like we're home world new kit like it's yeah i think words can't describe it like it's pretty surreal really. yeah now i understand you guys had a, like a, a bit of a um like a presentation for your kit is that right um not for us Just for the, the elites, elites. Ah, okay but okay so after today what are you going to do with the skin suit well it's pretty special my family like i'm indigenous so having the art on the kit like it's pretty like special to me and putting it on like i when i first saw the kit i got a bit emotional and i yeah. rang up my nan and we had a bit of a moment together so i've got a jersey put to the side and i'm gonna frame it and put it on the wall at home oh that sounds so good yeah. that's super cool isn't it it's yeah. good to see you really soaking it up um, and what is it like spending, I guess, this week with your friends and your fellow Aussies? Yeah, we've, we've had an amazing week so far, like getting to know the girls and just being in the environment back at the motel, like with all the pros, like we're all one united group and we're all like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty now, good. Lucy said that some of the other um, writers like Grace and Georgia, Plappy and stuff have been sort of uh, on hand if you guys need any advice and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. The, always up for a chat even when you're just going down in the lift like yeah. the girls like Alex Manley she's always there just for a chat and yeah. the Aussie women like they're so inspirational and just to have them there as role models like we're pretty lucky. Yeah. Now Bronte um, I've actually I've, I've known you since um, or known your ability since maybe three years ago in Road Nationals remember the Gold Coast course? Yeah. We all remember the Gold Coast course. The Gold Coast yes. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you and another young woman from uh, maybe New South Wales. I'm not sure. There was another girl who you were quite going toe to toe with. Yeah. Um, but you, since then, you always have been super good. So, um, who were some of your role models that you're looking up to at that point? At that point, I think just I would say Sarah Giganti. Like she's always up for a chat and she'll like message you good luck and like she's she's pretty like cool Sarah she's yeah. good role model we love Sarah I don't think there's a bigger frother on cycling than Sarah Giganti she's just a, a killer now what about this one last one Bronte the Australian women especially in the last 
like the summer we just had when we saw Ruby, uh, Roseman Gannon, we saw Maeve, we saw Alex Manley, Georgia, chop up in Australia, then go straight to Europe. And they're at the front, you know, and these are girls that you'll be competing, well, you know, they're just aspiring to be. So seeing their almost immediate success, does that inspire you to just keep going, keep charging and try and make it as well as they did? Yeah, the Aussie women, they've had a great season. And I think the um, women's Tour de France, like that kicking off, I think sitting there watching all the women race, like it made me sit back in my seat and think like, I want to do that, I want to be like them. So the women, like, they're so inspirational. Izzy, how do you, how would you describe that whole ride in one word? Oh, tough. <laughs> that would be my one word. Um, it's really hard conditions out there today, super hot. Um, I've joked around that I had to channel my inner brizzy spirit, um, handling the heat. Um, the course is, yes, super tough. Um, it's hilly for the first half, and then you kind of get the runoff all the way into the finish, um, which, yeah, was just a matter of pushing all the way through. Uh, I've watched, I'm pretty sure I watched you go up in the climb, you were in the aero posse the whole way. Yeah, the majority of the way. Um, it's the kind of climb where I think you can choose to be out of your seat or in your seat. And for me, being in more of an inner seat climber, it made more sense for me to be in my bars. I got out of my seat for a little bit to kick over, but then I began to lose power and lose speed. So I got back into my aero position just to push all the way over. Were you, are you a rider that sort of rides to power during your time trials or are you just sort of go off field? Oh, I don't think there's any time trialist who doesn't ride to power these days. Um, it's such an incredible tool that everyone has on their bikes now. Um, I knew my powers that I can do, and when it comes to a time trial, you can only do what you can do. Um, so I knew my power for the first half, and then with the second half, it was a matter of pushing to the finish. Um, so yeah, I achieved my power goals, which I was super happy with, um, and yeah, kept that cadence up, which is just such a big thing yeah, with yeah. our tiny little gears on. Oh, yeah, well, you're in this, like, these, I guess the last three years, last four years even, it's when you start to, like, grow and develop quite a lot. And I wondered, since the start of the year, what have you noticed, like, what has sort of been the biggest improvement you felt in yourself, in your riding, in your, in your power output? Has it been, like, have you grown, like, a lot of the shorter efforts and the longer efforts, has your endurance improved? What have you noticed? Yeah, I think as I've gone throughout the year, my power's definitely gone up. Um, I think time trial-wise, I've become a lot more consistent. Um, if I looked back at this time a year ago, I was a very inconsistent rider and would jump up every hill and just sprint for as long as I could. Um, so I've definitely improved on the consistency end and I'm finding now through that consistency that I am getting better over longer periods of time. Um, I did wish today that our time trial was a lot more than 14 Ks. Um, more so 20 Ks or 30 Ks kind of thing would have been something I would have enjoyed a lot more. Um, but knowing that, I made sure I had a super long warm-up this morning and then I did another warm-up again before the race. So I think knowing the type of rider I am, I just made sure I followed the processes to achieve what I could achieve within that 14 Ks. Okay, and last one. Uh, this has just been hot topics all week. Um, what did you have for breakfast today? I am a big fan of overnight oats. Yeah. Make them overnight before. Um, literally just plain oats and milk. Um, I've got my nice little takeaway keep cup from Kmart. Um, so I carry that everywhere with me and 
Always an up and go. We love up and goes. Wow, <laughs> that's what Flappy said. He was on the up and goes too. I, I'm a fan of the overnight too. So you're just oats, water, nothing. Are you putting stuff on top afterwards in the morning? Sometimes a bit of honey, but not really. Just I'm the kind of person who doesn't really stomach food too well before a race, nerves wise. So the best thing is just to keep it simple and take in the amount of carbs I need. Um, having those overnight oats, I can just make sure, yeah, I get in all the carbs I need ready to race. Well, a national champ tells how it is. It is the cool format, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, podcast is the, the future, I think so. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared I'm going to pull this thing over. Okay, <laughs> Zoe, you must feel like a rock star, just walking around with the bands, everyone's frothing around you like... I mean, still only super young. Like, what does it feel like? Everyone's just like clamouring to get words with you. I mean, I didn't really expect all the Aussies to be cheering for the Brits, you know? I came and did the course recce day and everyone was like, GB, GB, go, go, go. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is going to be good. Um, and then just on the podium, everyone was cheering for me and I could see so many, so many people that like, I just didn't know and, but were just committed to cheering. And I was like, I was starting to cry a little bit. And I was like, Oh no, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Um, but yeah, oh, it's so cool. Just as well, walking to here, people asking for photos, for signed hats, musettes, bottles, you know, things like that. So it was pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. It's super cool. Well, you know, like the Aussies and Kiwis and Brits, we go to war in the cricket, the rugby and stuff. But I think when we're all on each other's turf, we're all friends at heart. That's right. Okay, so what about this? What were, you, uh, what were you listening to when you were on the Ergo warming up? Give me a song. Uh, the most chill stuff you could think of. Well, so, like, are we talking like piano, Spotify? No, I don't know what songs, but it was just like stuff that I've listened to in the past. So when I won my European title in cyclocross, um, I played the one song that I had in my head then. Um, and I listened to that for a bit of my warm up. Yeah. And then you have, I have some, like, some dark, dark songs that I listen to that really just fire me up inside. Um, and I get not like mad, but I just kind of just get start getting angry, and then that fires me for the. Re- it's really random. I go from chill to like the, the darkest stuff. That's awesome. So. <laughs> okay, and Zoe, last one. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, porridge with salt and Nutella. Amazing. Thanks, Zoe, the world champ. Good luck for uh, Friday. episode of the Prosperin Podcast done and dusted. Big thanks to all the girls who came on the podcast and stopped right after their race to chat with me and give their thoughts on the racing. And of course, just tell us what they had for breakfast because it's always super interesting. What did you think about Zoe Baxter's uh, Nutella and salt combination? Really bizarre, but hey, it must be a Great Britain thing. And uh, yeah, big thanks to you guys for listening yet again. I hope you're enjoying the daily podcast of the Attacker World's Week, which is really cool. Of course, Attacker doing a really good job in getting me here. Um, And of course, presenting partner Swift for also back in the podcast all year round and Smith Optics as well. So I can't do it without them. All right, legends, I'll see you again tomorrow for day four. And uh, yeah, make sure you tell a mate, tell a friend about this pod and leave a review and um, we'll see you again.